0: From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line. Wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR.
1: So do you want the latest from the Calgary Stampeders locker room? Well, this might not be good news, Calgary Stampeders fans. The Stamps have already lost one player to the NFL. You know about Shaq Richardson. That's going to hurt the defensive side of the ball. He has signed with the Oakland Raiders. Well, today... The outstanding special teams player in the Canadian Football League, Roy Finch, had a workout with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, it's only a workout... Doesn't mean he is going to sign with the Baltimore Ravens, but obviously there is some interest. And why wouldn't there be? Because he is a dynamic returner, and I think NFL teams certainly took notice of what Roy Finch did last season for the Calgary Stampeders. Hey, on that note, we're going to talk some football right out of the chute on the program tonight. It's always a pleasure to be joined by a former coach of your Calgary Stampeders, a former general manager of the Toronto Argonauts, uh, Jim Bar- Barker joining us tonight on Sports Talk with Jock to talk a little bit about the NFL. Mr. Barker, how are you?
0: Doing great. How you doing, Jock?
1: Very well. Happy New Year to you, my friend.
0: Happy New Year. It's been... I've uh, been down here in the warmth of, uh, of the South. Yes. Uh, and... uh I, I have a, From what I understand, you guys are getting very frigid
1: temperatures up there. <laughs> well, we, uh, d- during the holidays, it was darn cold. There's no other way to put it. Uh, last week was really cold as well, minus 40 with the wind chill. But this week, it's been okay, Jim. Maybe not like California or Vegas weather, but uh, but still pretty, uh, pretty darn nice. Hey, I just mentioned Roy Finch working out for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, a player like that, uh, could he make it in the NFL? I know he's a little smaller, but he is a dynamic returner.
0: Yeah. You know, the problem is, is with the return rules they have there, they're not using spots for straight returners. And, okay. you know, Roy played some in the backfield. Uh, you know, he would, they would sell him in as a change up and, and that kind of thing. I would actually be surprised if, uh, if he signed down there, but, uh, again, that's it. You just never know. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great player in our, in our league and, uh, uh you, you just never know it's just not, the things that i see in the nfl you have the tyreek hill from Kansas city who's you know a spectacular returner uh but is also a great offensive player uh you know devin hester was probably the last guy that's just basically been a returner uh ten mm-hmm. get ted ginn jr he kind of faded out as a returner and had to had to show his prowess as a, as a receiver. So I just don't think you see very often anymore guys who are strictly returners making it because of the way the rules are. They don't have kickoff returns anymore. And right. the way the punters punt the ball these days, you know, they, it's not in the NFL. It's not about anything about distance. It's all about height so that there can't be any returns. So. You know, it's that boring league down here. They don't,
1: they don't play the way we do. <laughs> well, some people may say some of those games last weekend weren't boring. And, and, and you know, the interesting thing about the Patriots is, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, love him or hate him, uh, he is a coaching magician. And he he likes to see the return. So he won't have his kicker kick deep because he thinks he'll, he'll get better field position, at least, you know, the other team will start with worse field position if he just kicks it right to the uh, right to the goal line. So I, I love what they do there. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: he's uh he's a little on the cutting edge and uh it's just as you watch games, it's rare when you see a return that changes uh, yeah. that changes momentum. you just don't see it happen very often where you know, in the CFL, that, it's just uh, an all-the-time occurrence.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Hey, I wanted to bring you on tonight, Jim, to talk a little NFL, and you know, the, the two, you know, NFC-AFC championship games are going on this weekend. And I think there's a really neat CFL connection in that AFC championship game this weekend, because the guy that you hired to coach in Toronto, Scott Milanovic, is now the quarterback coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was asked why, you know, he wanted to leave a head coaching job to become a quarterback's coach. He said, hey, I want to win a Super Bowl, uh, and and I know you still stay in contact with uh, with Scott. Uh, I think that's great uh, what he is doing with uh, with Jacksonville right now.
0: Yeah, it was a, a great opportunity for him, and you know uh, the Toronto situation was it was a difficult situation during the time he was there, and we had three of the years where we never even had a place to practice, and I think it really took a toll on Scott, and he was you know he was ready to go, and then when they when they got rid of me, it kind of pushed him to uh you know he had opportunities every year and he loved the cfl and uh you know that's that's why he stayed up here he felt like the quality of life for a coach uh the whole thing was much better uh in canada and uh, you know when when things kind of you know wore out up here for him he got an opportunity to go there and and what a great job for him to get a chance to coach Blake Bortles who's had a lot of problems mm-hmm. and he still has some problems and they're trying you know they're winning games uh with him by not making mistakes and and playing great defense and and uh you know for Scott this is just it's a great opportunity for him and people will look back and see Bortles is you know he's not costing them games and he's not throwing real bad interceptions and you know that's coaching and, Getting him to get rid of the ball properly. I mean, I still see him skip throws and doesn't have his feet right. And I know Scott's up with some of that stuff. But you know what he's told me about Bortles is that he's a hardworking kid who who wants to be great, and that's all you can ask as a coach. So I know he's having a ball. He loves Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive of coordinator, and Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin. He just he loves the organization they have there, and uh, you know it's uh, it's good for him.
1: Well, if the Patriots have any kryptonite, you know, I think Tom Coughlin is their kryptonite. Um, can can the Jags pull off a victory against the Patriots? Because I think everybody has the Patriots going back to the Super Bowl. Although Tom Coughlin, you know, everybody knows the story with the Giants. Uh, you know, the, the one team that Bill Belichick couldn't beat was uh, the Tom Coughlin teams.
0: Well, I, I just think Jacksonville's a, a tough, tough matchup. I'm sure that, I mean, you never really know... But I'm sure that that Bill Belichick was hoping that Pittsburgh would win that game, and that's who they would play instead of Jacksonville, because Jacksonville is a tough matchup for them. They have the big corners, uh, you know, that can match up. They can match up with Gronkowski, who is such a big part of what they do. Um, they play such great defense. Uh, you know, the, the Patriots are the Patriots are their Tom Brady, and they put him in position to get the ball out of his hand quickly. Uh, they're playing better on defense, but not to the same level as as Jacksonville. And uh, you know, I just think it's I think it's going to be a, a really really interesting game that mm-hmm. you know people are. I, I can guarantee you that that Bill Belichick is not sleeping real easy this <laughs> week. This is a, this is a week that these kind of teams, you know, offense gets you into the playoffs, and it's important but defense wins you championships and i I think it would i'd be hard-pressed to say that new england has a better defense than uh than jacksonville with that being said what belichick will do is he will make blake bortles beat him um he'll he'll drop a drop a safety down into the box uh take away the run game uh both of bortles Fournette and whoever else they throw back there and make Bortles beat them throwing the ball. And if you remember the first two, in their first two playoff games, Jackson, because I watched both of their their playoff games, Jacksonville in the first game started off handing the ball off, running the ball. They could never get on track. The second game against Pittsburgh, they threw the ball maybe six or seven times on the first drive. And it was like what they were saying was, Okay, we get it. Teams are going to make us throw to, to to win, so they they throw early to try to loosen it up, to to, to allow them an opportunity to to run the ball. So uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I really do. And Tom Brady got hurt today in practice that's right. or yesterday. Uh, you know, banged his hand, and you know, you never know what that's about. But uh, I know with a quarterback in cold weather, it's never. A good thing to have a hand that's hand problem. So, uh, no, it just adds to the intrigue of, of this game. And uh, you know, again, I'll be pulling for Scott. It's an opportunity for him to, you know, to add to his XFL championship and his <laughs> CFL championship. To put a Super Bowl ring on would be just
1: spectacular. That would be a fantastic story. Insight like that is why you are a true CFL and football insider, Jim Barker, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Okay, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on the NFC Championship game because you know we've never seen a home team in the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people would love to see Minnesota win, and they had that miraculous you know win last week with Case uh, Case Keenum. Uh, but the Eagles, I'll I'll, I, I'll tell you, point blank, I'm impressed with what they've done after. Carson Wentz went down. I didn't think they'd get to this championship game, but here they are.
0: Well, you know, again, you you talk about quarterbacks, and uh, I I bet Minnesota probably has three quarterbacks better than Foles, yet Philadelphia plays such great defense. And that Minnesota offensive line I'm still not sold on. Um, One of my best friends in the football business is uh, one of the top scouts for minnesota and i just spent the last three days with him at this all-star game and and he's uh you know he's concerned about his offense about their offensive line obviously it's it's uh it's something that that they last year was a big problem and this year case keenum is a guy that probably isn't that good but he believes in the depths of his heart that he's the best guy in the league and that can be great for you but that can also, if you, if you, I mean, they had a lead and he threw, he threw two balls and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) How how can you do? And it's kind of what has made him great is he believes he can do that. And uh, again, you've got two great defenses and two offenses that understand what they are. And I think it's going to come down to which quarterback is able to, uh, is able to operate, not turn the ball over, mm-hmm. uh, that that team's going to win because it, it's going to be a, you know, you think uh, these two teams kind of maybe weren't the best. They were, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're both 14 and three, the same record as the Patriots. Yeah, and good so point. You got the two best teams in the NFC and, and going at it. And even though Minnesota is lucky to be there, uh, they made it. And again, I think it's just, uh, it's a fascinating study and, and, Uh, Philadelphia fortunately had enough of a lead that, with Wentz going down, they were able to, you know, to make things happen with Bowls and, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, Mm. it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game also and and uh, again these both these games are they're very different but they're very the same I think three of the four teams are the are top defenses and then the other one has Belichick.
1: Right. So. so true. Hey, hey, Jim, I'm out of time, but thanks so much for your time. And you know I'm going to be uh, tracking you down next week when we're going to set up uh, Super Bowl 52. So uh, thanks so much. And uh, I-, I always like catching up with you and we'll spend some more time next week. Sounds good, Jock. All right. Jim Barker, uh, former Stampeder head coach, uh, former Argos general manager, still being paid by the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, I think I think he was saying he's getting a raise this uh, this month. <laughs> Arcos are still paying his salary, which is a nice thing. Hey, we got to take a break here on Sports Talk with Jock. When we come back, we're going to switch gears a little bit. The 2018 ESSO Golden Ring Tournament kicks off this weekend in our city. This is a big one, the 32nd annual ESSO Golden Ring Tournament. We're going to talk to the chair of the tournament when we return on Global News Radio 770 CHQR.